Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. Get ready for amazing attractions across America. Beer halls and bar rooms, banquets and beverages, a collection of characters and colleagues. No cupcakes. It's Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is our producer and resident tech dude, Jonathan. What's going on, guys? Also joining us today is our co-host, Ryan. He is the number one Disney dude. Hola, dudes. And I'm Congo Carl, former Jingle Cruise skipper, here to guide you through this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. You know, Thanksgiving is in the rearview mirror. I'm starting to be hungry a couple of weeks now uh, since we've gotten through that holiday. And uh, the decorations are starting to go up around us. And uh, people are getting in that uh, holiday spirit. Are you or are you not the type of person who puts up decorations before Thanksgiving? No, it's I, always I, after. Always you know, after. I, I appreciate you both so much. This is why we're friends. That's like my least favorite thing is like, yeah, we're here and it's early December now, right? It's been a couple of weeks since Thanksgiving. Perfect. Perfect timing. Put up your decorations. I'll give you some leeway. You did it earlier. If it was like you caught a late November 65 degree day, right? Like I get it, right? If you put them up before Thanksgiving, uh, no, just stop. Not allowed. Here, you know, here's my thought with that, Ryan. It's if if it's after Black Friday, that's Saturday after Black Friday. That's fair game. That honestly, that's fair game in my opinion. That's sometimes because we've got a fake tree. That's that's when we'll put it up. But never before, never before. Listen, Black Friday is fine by me, right? Just not before Thanksgiving. I don't care if you do it as a part of your tradition Thanksgiving evening after you finish the turkey, just not before that, right? Just yeah, I agree. Not, it's not before that. You know, the signal for the holiday season as a kid growing up was the very end of the Thanksgiving Day parade, and the big guy himself was on the last float coming in on the parade, and that signaled the start. I mean, oh, oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> that's a little early to be honest with you, because again, that parade that's over by like 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, it's but you knew it was early. coming. You knew now you know it's coming is my point. You didn't you didn't see it now. I mean, you know, you know, Halloween gets talked about in August and and uh, Christmas and Hanukkah get started talking about in, uh, you know, November 1st. It's crazy. Right. Um, but um there's one thing you can do this holiday season to get you in the spirit. And I've, I've done this with my family. You know, we, we talk about the parks at holiday times and how special they are and the decorations and everything. But um, I had a wonderful experience spending the holidays at Universal Orlando and had no clue that what they do is, you know, pretty close to equal to some of the things that Disney does, but they do them in such a way that um, it's not plastered everywhere. It's just appropriate on how they do it. 
You know, it's very specific. And uh, we thought we'd share with you some of the reasons to go to Universal Orlando this or some future holiday season. Uh, you know, it's in demand, certainly, and you've got a plan because it can be a busy time of the year. But I found that Universal is slightly less busy than their friends down the road and certainly has enough holiday spirit to kind of to get you in the mood. Um, and since we were talking about the Thanksgiving Day Parade, I would like to start right there. What I thought was the most cool thing is um, it's been debatable whether they're exact replicas or they actually deflate them and send them down to Universal because NBC, you know, puts on the parade in um, in New York City and NBC is, you know, holding company with Universal. But they do a holiday parade with the balloons from Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And the balloons they pick are usually appropriate to Universal Studios, too. So they'll do a Minion or they'll do a Simpson or they'll do something that they own the IP to. But it's the same uh, balloons that you see on Thanksgiving Day uh, going down Madison Ave. Yeah, I mean, they literally have the Macy and Company uh, building there in Universal Studios, right? And it is a Macy's parade. They're doing a Macy's parade. So uh, they even have the Macy's stars typically in the parade, right? Yep. So you have that kind of stuff. You've got, like you said, other other uh, items, balloons, whatever the case may be. I don't know if they're the same or not, but I got to imagine those are expensive. So if they can make them work at both, uh, I'm sure they do to get their full full return on those. But yeah, super cute floats, super cute um, uh, stuff. I mean, the characters that they use mostly are from the, the animated uh, kids movies for Universal, which a lot of time is going to be, you know, the DreamWorks. Uh, so the Shreks and the Madagascars and that kind of stuff. And, and, and of course, you got over to the Minions too, right? So some really great characters that you can use in those parades to make the kids happy. And they do it all with, you know, the fun. We know that Universal throws on great parades. Hell, we've been in them. Uh, so yeah. we know they know how to do it. And um, the best place, in my opinion, to watch this parade is right across from on New York Street, right across from the Macy's replica. There's a huge Christmas tree they put up. And true to form to the Macy's parade, the last float is a huge beautiful display with jolly old saint nick himself on it and um, he stops right there and they do a tree lighting on the christmas tree and it's amazing and it, it goes up and then confetti comes out and it's wonderful i have a wonderful picture they have the dancers dress up like the radio city rockettes which is also part of the thanksgiving great parade and they dress up in their santa suits and they they do a a rocket type number out in front of the tree. I have got a great picture of me and a couple of the rockets that um, that are there, and uh, it's just a it's a great experience. That if you've never seen it and do it, it it really gets you uh, in the spirit. Where I mean, anytime, anytime I know at least my kids, right? Like anytime we do anything that ends with a Christmas tree lighting. <laughs> right people get happy yeah. people just it's just one of those things it's like it's like 
you know, people in Orlando that listen to us have no clue what this means, but you guys do. It's like when you get the first snowfall, right? The first snowfall is beautiful and it's white and the the roads are covered and everything just looks absolutely gorgeous. And it's just this warming feeling. And then two days later, it's all gray and slush and, and whatever. Right. But, but that first initial feeling of Christmas is, is always powerful. And you're, that's, you're, you're telling me from being from the Midwest and I know Carl, Carl gets a little bit luckier cause he's, he's on, he's on the coast. So he doesn't get the full effect that that I get where I am in comparison. And I know you get much worse out there, Ryan, but, you're meaning to tell me that you actually enjoy the first flakes that fly in the air instead of the absolutely actual no no absolutely the first the first snowfall is always I always enjoy that's it I don't like it anymore after that right but that first snowfall I do always enjoy it's just it's it's you know listen I like you guys I grew up in it right so like it's not a big deal for me uh, you know, when I when I go to Florida or Atlanta and they get like an inch of snow and everybody thinks the world's coming to an end, I kind of laugh at them because it's like that's literally just like a Saturday, you know, for us in in the winter uh, or knowing my luck, 430 right as traffic starting to head home from work. Um, but but yeah, so I do really like it, John. I do. It's it's I don't know. There's something warming and, and it kind of just brings me to my childhood uh, with it, I think so. Uh, you you still got the innocence where I'm I'm over here. I'm like, great, it's snowing. It means I have to shovel. <laughs> let, this, let this be known that John just said that I had the innocence. Let it be known <laughs> that this happened today on Dude's Dish Disney. <laughs> so yeah. I don't mind shoveling either. I, I actually don't mind shoveling at all. And John, now that you've got a little one, and as he grows older, you'll find over the next few years, you won't mind shoveling. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice to get a little time to yourself. Those <laughs> headphones in, my guy. <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, you don't have to do that in Orlando. That's kind of what's nice about taking a holiday down there is you can get into the spirit and um, not have to shovel sh snow. Uh, but I, I want to tell you one thing about this, and maybe you've heard of this, maybe you haven't. Um, the Christmas tree in front of Macy's has uh, kind of an Easter egg in it. I know it's a cross of holidays, but it's um, Earl the Squirrel. Have you guys heard the stories of Earl the Squirrel at uh, the Christmas? Okay, so John, um, Earl the Squirrel was this fictional character, and some people thought it was from, um, you know, Christmas Vacation, but it's not. But it's similar to that. Um, Earl the Squirrel is a squirrel that as a nester is hidden in the Christmas tree. And, uh, you know, legend had it that he liked to, he liked blue lights and he used to untwist them and collect them and bring them back to his nest. But there is somewhere on the Christmas tree and it's a different spot every year. There's a little hole. And every once in a while, this squirrel pops out of the hole and peeks out and kind of turns its head and then goes back in. So and it, and he doesn't do it like in regular intervals. So you kind of have to be the right place, right time, and looking for him. And people do spend time looking at the tree, saying, "I wonder where, if Earl the Squirrel is here this year, or where Earl the Squirrel is." So, uh, little fun for the kids to kind of hunt down and find Earl the Squirrel. Can I just make sure that Earl the Squirrel and Earl of Sandwich are not the same person? They are not the same business. It's Earl the Squirrel. It's kind of and weird. And his girlfriend Pearl. And Earl his... and Pearl are squirrels. Yes, not to be confused with his sister Cheryl or his uncle Merle. 
Oh God! Don't don't you don't start provoking him even further on your provoking. <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> so just as just as appropriate that you know that all happens in New York around Macy's and you know um, through the streets of Universal, it just feels right because you've got the bigger movie set. The way Universal does stuff, right? That really puts you immersed in the theme. Um, the other thing that they've done traditionally, and I think that it's a great uh, land that they over decorate, is uh, the entire world of Dr. Seuss becomes decorated to the hilt for Grinchmas. And I'm telling you, they do such a fantastic job. It looks like it's right out of how the Grinch stole Christmas on how it's decorated, the trees, everything. It's really amazing. And you just walk around and feel like you're in that movie or that cartoon as a kid. Um, you know, it's Seuss Landing, you just kind of transform uh, into Whoville. And uh, everyone kind of gets together. And they actually have street performers who are the citizens of Whoville that come out. And the makeup is and the, and the costumes are unbelievable and they interact with you. And um, you think you were right. One of the, the latest Jim Carrey movie with them. Just fabulous. Um, in addition to that, they take it another step further with the Grinchmas. Holiday, holiday, what? I'm sorry. Holiday, holiday, what? No, it's the Grinchmas holiday spectacular. Um, and they do a, a musical play with all the songs from the movie uh, with the Grinch himself uh, as a star of the show. And it's uh, it's fabulous. There's a special stage and everything. They put you back on the uh, backside of uh, there. And I think it's a if you don't have a few laughs watching this guy, he does his best, you know, Jim Carrey impersonation of the Grinch. It's a fabulous show. Yeah, that that is definitely one that you have to do if you go down there. It's it's incredible. The the folks that play the Grinch, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. They are talented beyond talent. Um, and even the interactions you get with him in person too, it's it's incredible because they do have that meet and greet from time to time as well, and they just play it up like nobody's business. It is it is awesome. Like. They're all about it. Like they're all about breaking that wall and the videos and everything that come in. It's true Grinch. It is true Grinch to a T. It's awesome. The Hula Day Spectacular also has Mannheim Steamroller, which is a favorite uh, amongst the gentlemen on the show, I believe. Yes. Um, but yeah, you guys nailed it, man. This is the star of the show, right? Like everything, everything holidays in Universal, this is it, right? It's so funny to me because you go to Universal for 90% of the year and it's all about the attractions and the big rides and the Harry Potter and whatever. And man, all of that stuff just goes away for the holidays because this is phenomenal. Um, the Grinch interactions, my favorite thing in, in the world to do is watch uh, whatever your platform is, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, the reels as they scroll through of all the different people meeting the Grinch during Grinchmas. It it's I mean they might as well have Jim Carrey in that suit because every actor they put in that suit is perfect 
for that role and handles things perfectly. Now, people know we're mostly a Disney show, but my favorite things that they do is when people from their annual pass holders at Disney bring their Disney stuff to the Grinch and he just craps all over it, right? Like he just <laughs> like, it's it's absolutely hilarious to watch. Um, and, and it's even better in person, right? Because the experience is, I mean, this is as immersive as Galaxy's Edge, as Diagon Alley, as Pandora, right? For this specific time of year, it's that it, maybe more immersive because of the characters and the who's and everything that come out. I mean, it's, it's legit. It's super cool. It's just, that's the time of the year that you want to go to Seuss landing because it's just, it's, it's Whoville. It's not Seuss landing anymore. Right. It's just the tree, everything, the people, it's just, I can't. And the interaction, we went to get our picture taken with the Grinch. We didn't go to the breakfast, which is a breakfast with the Grinch as well as an activity but um we went just to get his picture and you know my daughters were in their early 20s we the, the four of us laughed so hard at everything he said and did with us and everything and i had a hawaiian shirt on and he made a comment ryan you would have loved about that i'm sure you know and I, I can't remember what it was but we were all burst out laughing didn't sound like this <laughs> <laughs> It was basically accusing of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so Something like, who threw up on your shirt? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it was uh, it, it was just fantastic. It was just, you know, made your day kind of thing. And, and that is you can spend enough time in there to get, get your money's worth out of that day's ticket that, right there. Um, I, I think the thing is, is like, even when it's Seuss Landing, you know, I think even even we've done this. I think you overlook just how immersive that area is. But then, like when they put it into Whoville for for Grinchmas, like it, it takes it ten million times higher. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's very Doctor Seuss. It's very Doctor Seuss. Everything you could possibly imagine it, it should be, uh, it is. So, um, you know, this was all well standing at at. Uh... And kind of part of the traditions at both uh, Islands of Adventure and uh, the studios. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the world went crazy with Harry Potter. And they've been rolled into the celebration as well. Um, one of the things that is very noticeable in both places is the Christmas decorations are out, but they're subtle and they're the old English style Christmas decorations. They're very, you know, nothing big and brass and gaudy. It's like you'd expect greens and white lights, right? Um, a few red bows and everything, not anything, uh, but it's done tastefully around the buildings, around the storefronts um, very well. And it has one of my favorite treats, hot Butterbeer. And if it is a chilly night around the holiday seasons in November, December, there's nothing like a good hot butterbeer that you can maybe sneak a shot of something you like into it um, without the permission of the bartender. Buy them separately, combine them, <laughs> and uh, absolutely will get you warmed up on a cool Orlando night. I don't know how many cool Orlando nights there are, but 
uh, I will say that I could drink hot butterbeer at 9 a.m. in June. So, you know, it's no problem. Uh, but it, that area, I mean, it's, I think you, it's very subtle. Like you said, they don't overdo it, but it's supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be just like a town, right? I mean, um, you know, Diagon Alley is where you're going to notice it most because it's not normally covered in snow, right? Versus versus when you go over to Hogsmeade, it's always covered in snow all year right. round, right? Right. But it's so easy for Harry Potter to do because the robes just switch from one type of linen to another and the scarfs just get a little bit thicker, you know, um, uh, and it, it's very easy to still keep within the Harry Potter theme, but also dress it up a little bit for the holidays. So, um, yeah, so I think they, they do a really good job not overdoing it and ruining Harry Potter at the same time, you know, keeping within the, the realm of Harry Potter. John, yeah. are you craving a butterbeer right now? Oh, I'm always craving a butterbeer. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the uh, the hot butterbeer, but uh, who doesn't love a butterbeer? I mean, I, I could go for a butterbeer almost any time of the day. It's, that's how good they are. I mean, I wish I had one now. So one of the subtle things that they do, I think you nailed it, Ryan, on, on how they do things, um, is there's two shows. You know, the Frog Choir is in... Uh, Hogsmeade, and then Diagon Alley has uh, uh, some banshees singing with uh, none other than Celestina Warbeck, and so they they change their shows with some holiday tunes, and they're not you know American Christmas carols, they're classic old English you know madrigal type uh, uh, carols, and again fitting in very appropriately. And very subtly done, they weave them into their normal repertoire. So it's not 100% Christmas, but, you know, 80%. And um, that's their form of entertainment. But um, I know you guys have seen the piece de resistance for the holiday season and um, Hogwarts. Yeah, it is... uh... It is a really cool light show uh, on the castle. Uh, the first time I ever saw it uh, was one of the first actual times they did it. Um, and it was just awesome. Um, it really took a lot of people back because, it, again, it competes directly with Disney on that quality, on that projection, on the mapping, everything. Like, it was stunning. And I know it's gotten better over the years, just the technology and everything that's been around, but it's an awesome show. And the nice thing is with that show is it's on repeats for multiple times during the evening. So you may miss the first performance, but give it a little bit and you can catch it again. You really like it. Stick around. You can watch it again a little bit later. Um, And it really helps with the crowds. It really makes it that it's, easy to watch compared to other fireworks shows and all that where everyone's jam-packed in for that one performance that one performance only it makes a major difference with it i agree i love the show um it was certainly the highlight again my daughters when we went were a little younger and huge harry potter fans and uh the whole the whole thing was so immersive um that you could do um there's also i don't know if you guys have eaten seen it but when you travel park to park on hogwarts um 
the beginning and the ends have some holiday overlays to them. They actually change the films a little bit. So, uh, you know, you come into Hogsmeade uh, with a little bit of snow falling. Um, and uh, it's it's very it's very subtle the effects that they have, but it's great. So so both sections of Harry Potter have got some stuff going on. Uh, you've got Whoville in Seuss Landing, and you've got the holiday parade through uh, the Universal Studios uh, streets of New York. But did you know that the um, hotels actually turned things up for the holidays? I knew of one hotel, but I didn't recall the other ones. Which is the one you're most familiar uh, that would be um, Portofino. So, I mean, Portofino, they literally decorate, decorate, and decorate. I mean, again, we all know Portofino is a resort that is high class, very fancy, very high-end Italian. But they, they go all out with the lights, with the holiday decorations, everything, you name it. You feel like you're immersed in the holiday when you're there. It's... It's really nice. It is, um, I, you know, and they they do a nice mix of things. Uh, Hard Rock does as well. Um, they have a, a tree they put up with all kinds of uh, musical instruments on it, which is kind of cool. Um, and they decorate their, you know, their all the big hotels are famous for their staircases. So they they decorate the the staircases in the hotel, um, and they have um, you know they have some of the restaurants do holiday themed meals. There's a uh, a couple of them do the Thanksgiving buffets. Um, when you're closer to the holidays, they'll do more traditional uh, Christmas buffets uh, to accommodate people that want you know a taste of something. Uh, special uh, because I, they, I think they do a good job and uh, Royal Pacific does with, with their food and beverages. So, so they kind of carry that over um, very nicely. Um, there's always a list of holiday drinks for the season throughout the parks that you can drink. Uh, if you'd like adult beverages, they come up with some crazy concoctions. They do that for Halloween and they do it for the, for the entire holiday period. And uh, Mannheim steamroller, not only, um, you know, does the background music for the Christmas show, but they do uh, a couple of concerts out on the common concert area. You have to kind of check as you get a little closer on what that is. But um, and typically on the nights they perform, it's as the lights go down and the trees lit on the uh, after the parade, it's usually like a half hour after that. So again, when Universal does a party, all of the extras are included, right? You're not paying a hard ticket event. Um, for for this it's very much like mardi gras everything is included so uh you know i'm i'm always more than happy to to guide my clients towards uh the holidays at universal i think it's a good take any other thoughts on it guys before we wrap things up yeah i think one of the things that universal does really well with all holidays and all events they do is treats people love treats so just throw that out there, special treats and because you're at a theme park, popcorn buckets, right? <laughs> and that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, so they, 
I think Universal does treats all year round really well, but Christmas is another good time, especially if you got a sweet tooth uh, that you can enjoy yourself uh, at, at Universal. Well, there you have it, listeners. Traditions are important, especially around the holidays. And uh, maybe Universal can inspire you and generations of families and friends to come to come to create their own lasting bonds and cherish those holiday memories underneath the warm temperatures of Orlando. So we hope you uh, enjoy your holiday season. May it be merry and bright. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media, on Facebook at Dudes Dish Disney, on Instagram at Dudes Dish Disney, on Twitter at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations, at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation Planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, cruise and global travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations, discover the magic of travel.